Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Well, this morning for our Summer at the Theater um, series, we have the privilege of having our lit crew uh, running most of it, and they decided to do a movie called Sonic 2. I've never seen it yet. Looks really good, though. But they based their scriptures off of the story of Moses in Exodus 3. And so that's where I wanted to go this morning to kind of set up what they're doing, not to take away from what they're doing, but to add value to what they're bringing us at the 1030 service. So my first question is, have you ever questioned the calling that God has placed on your life? Like somehow, oh, Rick's laughing already, you feel like somebody else could do it better than you. I think we have all at times questioned our assignment here on earth. I know I have. And some of us may even wonder what our assignment is. This seemed to be the case with the man in the story we will be discussing today. Moses was a man who had looked left, He had looked right before killing an Egyptian and burying him in the sand, but he had forgotten to look up. How often do we look left and we look right, but we forget to look up? See, for Moses, this oversight landed him in a pile of trouble, and he had fled from Egypt to Midian, where he would spend the next 40 years And this is where we pick up the story in Exodus 3. So what I want to do before we go any further is read the word because the word always speaks for itself. So we're going to read all the way through Exodus chapter 3. So I'm going to talk about some of the things that stood out to me. So notice how God appears to Moses in the form of a burning Bush, but he doesn't start speaking until he has his attention. So this makes me wonder how many times we're missing what God is saying because we won't give him our attention. I'm preaching to myself this morning. Something else that stood out to me was the fact that after God gets Moses's attention, he calls out his name not once, but twice. Moses, Moses. When you look at other times in the Bible where God speaks to his people using their names twice, this usually means he has a message that is important and urgent. God called Abraham, Abraham in Genesis 22, 11. Samuel, Samuel in 1 Samuel 3, 10. Simon, Simon in Luke 22, 31. Martha, Martha in Luke 10, 41. And Saul, Saul. In Acts 9.4, Moses makes his way towards the burning bush after he, he hears his name twice. Moses, Moses. So Moses makes his way over to the bush because obviously he realizes there's a sense of importance and urgency here. But as we just read, God stops him and asks him to remove his sandals out of reverence. I think there's something to be said about fearing the Lord and showing reverence when we approach him. Yes, God is approachable. 
Yes, the veil was torn. We have access to him. But I think too many times we treat Jesus like buddy Jesus when he is Jesus who died on the cross for our sins and who is seated at the right hand of God interceding for us. Yes, he is a friend of sinners, but we need to show reverence. He is approachable, but he is still God. He is holy and we need to show reverence in his presence. So Moses removes his sandals and God proceeds to give him instructions on how he is to go back and lead his people out of Egypt. But Moses is not convinced that he's the man for the job. In verses 11 and 12, we read, but Moses protested to God, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? And who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. God answered, I will be with you. And this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. Verses 11 and 12. So point one, if you're taking notes, there are blanks there for you guys. If you're taking notes, replace who am I with who is God? I love the fact that God immediately responds to Moses's insecurity with a sign, a vision for what is to come. He says, not only will I be with you, but I will confirm what I am saying to you by bringing you back to this very place. Your present worry will be replaced by future worship. He prophesies it. The location will be the same, but you will have gained a greater understanding of who I am. Sometimes God will bring us back to a familiar place just so we can see how far he has brought us. It might not always be comfortable, but he's doing it for a reason to show us how far he has brought us. Because Moses is going to end up at that very same mountain, Mount Sinai, mountain of God. When God calls you to something, there is no need to question his provision. But Moses still isn't sure. It says that he actually protested. He asks God what he should say when the people of Israel ask who sent him. So in verses 14 and 15, we read, God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my eternal name, my name to remember for all generations. Point number two, Our lack of vision is met with God's eternal provision. Our lack of vision is met with God's eternal provision. In verse 17, God gives Moses the promise of provision. He promises to rescue the Israelites from their oppression and to bless them in a land flowing with what? Milk and honey. He promises provision. 
See, we don't have all the answers and often we question God, but he is saying, I am. Like Lewis said, where you don't have the vision, he says, I already see the future. My plans are to prosper you, not to harm you. So why is it still so hard for us to trust the process? I think we get hung up on what is before us instead of trusting that God already has a plan to get us to the other side. Because we don't see the other side, but he does. And not just to get us there, but to bless us when we get there. It's not just about getting us there, it's to bless us when we get there in a land flowing with milk and honey. And this all comes by seeking him first. We'll see that in the story. So I would encourage you to replace your worry with worship. Matthew 6, 27 says, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? I come back to that all the time when I'm worried about something and I'm like, is this really gonna add a single moment to my life? Often when I worry, I'll ask myself, is this gonna matter in five minutes? Is this gonna matter in a year? Is this going to matter in five years? Most of the time, the answer is no. So why are we worrying about it? Matthew 6, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. Sometimes we forget that part. And he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Verses 33 to 34. Back to Moses in verse 18, we read, the elders of Israel will accept your message. Then you and the elders must go to the king of Egypt and tell him, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. So please take us, so please let us take a three-day journey into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord, our God. Verse 18, point number three, worship in the wilderness and watch your burden turn to blessing. He calls them to go out into the wilderness and worship first. And then right after them, he, after that, he promises them a huge blessing. See, a few verses down from where God asks them to go worship in the wilderness, he says this, and I will cause the Egyptians to look favorably on you. They will give you gifts when you go, so you will not leave empty-handed. Every Israelite woman will ask for articles of silver and gold and fine clothing from her Egyptian neighbors and from the foreign women in their houses. You will dress their sons and daughters with these stripping the Egyptians of their wealth. So he says, not only will I bless you when you get there, but I'm going to bless you on the way out. I'm going to bless you for the journey. I'm going to bless you when you get there. But first he says, go worship me in the wilderness. Take a three-day journey. So not only will he rescue you, but he will bless you. That is the God we serve. The God of more than enough. Now, it may not always come in the form of silver, gold, or fine linen, which is often what we tend to look for. And then we miss all the other things that he's doing. It might come in the form of wealth, sure. But that wealth may include health. That wealth might include relationships, job opportunities. Just seek him first and watch what happens. In all of this, we learn that through the power of God working within us, all 
things are possible because he is the great I am. He is the great I am. Because he is the great I am, we don't need to be. Right? Because he is the great I am, we don't need to be. I think too often we try to take that, like Lewis said, we try to take that upon ourselves. Well, I am this, I am that. We don't have to be the I am because he is. We can't take that away from him. If we do, we just end up using his name in vain. So because of that, we as believers don't need the word can't in our vocabulary. (laughs) It's just another four-letter swear word. (laughs) I can't. We can because he can. We can because he can. Today's takeaway, I thought I'd do something here, something fun. See if you guys see it. Can't is just can with a cross. Next time you say I can't, remember at the end of can't is just can with a cross. I'm not going to forget that anytime soon. I'm going to teach this to my kids. Don't say can't because you can because of the cross. Philippians 4.13 says, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Why don't you guys stand to your feet? Stand to your feet. We're going to take a time of uh, just getting in his presence and, and worshiping. But before we do that, like I said, we can do all things through Christ who strengthen us. But if we don't have Christ to strengthen us, then we will forever be lacking that. So before we go into this next song, I want to take a moment. If there's anybody here who doesn't have Christ in their life, I want to give you that opportunity to receive him because I know for myself, if I didn't have Jesus, I wouldn't be here today, number one. And I wouldn't have the opportunities that I do. I wouldn't have the Christ who gives me strength. I wouldn't be able to do all things through the Christ that gives me strength. So if you don't have Jesus in your life, I want to give you that opportunity. Let's bow our heads and just close our eyes. If that's you and you're like, man, I have wanted this for so long, but I've been putting it off. I did that for years. I knew what I needed to do. I knew that I wanted Jesus, but I wanted to live for myself first. And the day I surrendered, that is the day I truly started living. So if that's you today, and you want to receive Jesus, trust me, it's not a boring road. Too many people think it's, well, once I give my life to Jesus, all my fun's going to end. No, that's where the fun begins. Yeah, it's not always easy. He never promised it would be easy. But let's just do that right now. Just pray this with us. Say, dear Jesus, I confess that I've sinned. I confess that I've messed up. But I'm ready to leave my past in the past. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And you rose again on the third day to give me new life. Today I welcome you into my heart, into my life. And today's a new day with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Just keep your eyes closed, your head bowed. If that was you and you said, hey, that was me. I wanted Jesus, but I've been putting it off. But today's a new day. I just received Jesus. Put your hand up. We want to pray with you, give you a Bible, celebrate with you. Or if that's you and you're a prodigal and you say, hey, I'm coming back today. He says, if even one returns, 
there's a party going on in heaven. If that was you and you, you've been in a lukewarm state of faith and you're saying, today I recommit my life to Jesus, just shoot your hand up. He says, if one comes back, all praise to God. Let's let's give God a huge round of applause for what he's doing. Before we go into this song, let's just uh, have uh, the, the men lift the lid. If, if any of you want to get baptized during this song, we're going to sing holy. It's been a while since we sang that song and talking about uh, reverence of God, we decided, hey, we're going to sing this song about the holiness of God. And if that's you, Rick, if you just stay back there uh, by the tank, if anyone comes down, We'll, we'll baptize you during the song. So if that's you, come on down. If not, just worship with us. We're going to sing holy. Thank you for tuning in today, and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.